Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um, we were joined by a um, comedian, uh, weren't we, Andrew Charlie? Ryan. Andrew who's a big Manchester United fan. Not, not, it wasn't the brightest button, was he, Paul? He, he wasn't, <laughs> wasn't particularly looking forward to the Ralph Ragnick era. No, no he certainly wasn't. He was a bit downcast. Uh, cer- certainly a lot happier was Adam Rowe, yes. uh, the Liverpool fan and uh, podcaster comedian. And alongside him, Watford's Dan Nightingale. Uh, he's a big Watford fan. But they're trying to get the Christmas number one. They're from the Have a Word podcast. It wasn't the most Christmassy song I've ever heard, Paul. No. But that doesn't stop it, was it? Does no, it, you know? it certainly doesn't. Mad World was number one, of course, a couple of years ago, a few in, years ago. Indeed. Not at all Christmassy. Um, we had a bit of a chat and we had a birthday spread, which was very exciting. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. What a lovely night of football, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a really lovely night of football. Some great goals. It felt like Christmas already. December the 1st, all the football, all all, all the channels. Oh, I love it. You enjoyed it, did you? I I loved it. You say all the channels on one channel. On one channel, but they had lots of different games, (laughs) didn't they? All the different games. But we were saying yesterday, the art of being able to flick between all those games is slightly long when you've got to quit out of one match and then go back into it and then wait for the old ball to spin round for a minute, depending on how good your your, uh, connection. Is. But I, w- I, w- was- I watched Everton. Well, I watched the first half of. Uh, I watched the first half on the goals, sort of. Service, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, which was good fun. And then I watched. The, I watched Liverpool v Everton, which was. Yeah. Liverpool was so good, Paul. They were very. They good. were so good, and Everton weren't great, but they they hung in. They did yeah. hung in for a bit, and I had four one on me. Paddy Power. But you cashed, cashed out. out, Paul, at 3-1. You, you lost your bottle at 3-1. Lost you, me bottle, I did. You just thought that Everton would... Sorry, you thought Liverpool would just sort of see the game out, didn't yes. you? I can understand the see thinking. See it out at 3-1 or yeah. Everton. They nicked one in the first. I thought that they could do that again pretty easily, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah some, some great goals. But the margins. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not saying it would have ended like this, but 2-1, when they had that free kick mm. on the edge of the box, Everton. Yeah. And, of course, it then goes for a corner. From the resultant corner, ends up on the halfway line and... Um, just and, and just lethal. Salah nicks it off of Seamus Coleman. That front three, Paul, is just... They look better with Jota, I think. Yeah. If, if it... If, who, you know, whoever could have thought it, but I think Jota makes them more fluid yeah, good or bit something, of business. you know. But Brilliant the goals last night. Bernardo Silva's goal was yeah. a sensation. Traore off the bar. That, that was, was unbelievable. Ridiculous. Was a crazy run. A ridiculous shot. I mean, a when great you see night. A, when you see a player hit the ball, the, the best angle on the, the one that Traore shot against the bar, which, to be honest... He really should have scored, shouldn't he? Well, it was, it was really on brand for him, wasn't it? it for Adama Priori. Incredible run, pace, speed, yeah. power. Got into the box, got into the right position, absolutely belted it. 
hit the bar and nothing happened. It's not only that Pope doesn't see it when it hits the bar. He hasn't actually seen it when it's hit the bar and then hit <laughs> yeah. the ground. Yeah. And then it bounces up, yeah. doesn't it? That Brilliant. was... Uh, but cracking goals last night. Mopey's goal was uh, Well, and it's Liverpool, Liverpool Wolves next, isn't it? On, on, on oh, is it? the weekend, yeah. Oh, the right, weekend. Well. So, uh, so we are going to have a chat with an Evertonian uh, about last night and uh, we will play them that. Uh, it's interesting. Jim got in touch with Hyde Machiri over in the States and he did... Uh, tell him about Rafa. You were just hearing a little bit about that in uh, the bulletin. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting that, that the banner that came out was kind of aimed at the board. A lot of the ire last night of the fans at Goodison were, were aimed at the board and, uh, and, the, yeah. uh, and the recruitment process. Maybe not so much at the manager, although a few people on the sports Did you watch noticed. it, Paul? Did you watch when the ball went into the crowd and the, the crowd kept the ball? Yeah. And then they waited for it to... <laughs> To get near another shot, and they threw the ball back on. I thought that was lovely. Yeah, you Lo- like lovely bit of Christmas football there. You it like felt that? Like. Is that something you felt enjoy? very old school? So yeah, we'll uh, we'll look at tonight's games uh, as well. Manchester United, Arsenal, yeah. and there's going to be uh, Ranjit Cam, isn't there? Every everything that happens in the game, if Arsenal yeah. score, they'll cut to him in the stands, won't they? Sitting there writing things down, and if uh, United score, they'll cut to him in the stands. If anything happens in the so game, who's on the bench? Paul, do we know? Well, uh, no, be, no, be Michael, he'll, he'll be Michael Carrick. He'll be running it all. Yeah, yeah, all the yeah, yeah. same coaching team tonight, but he'll be there. He's going to have a watching brief this evening. Okay. So, uh, but we'll see a lot of him definitely in the stands. Um, now, uh, our, it was nice. Our producer and assistant producer were fortunate enough to be invited to the Sports Direct Christmas breakfast. Love lucky day. them. Lucky but they them. didn't go. Work commitments. Why, the... why wouldn't you go, Paul? Well, I mean, I think, Charlie, you summed it up because really the Sports Direct Christmas breakfast will involve a really massive cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge <laughs> cup of tea. That was my first thought. Was yeah. like, I don't know if I could drink all the tea. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, the thing is, you'd go in, wouldn't you? And It's probably a buffet style, I would imagine. And I imagine yeah. they'll look after you. They're, they're, I'm sure they're very hospitable hosts. I wasn't there. If you went, if you're in the sports business area and you went today, was there a massive cup of tea <laughs> to welcome you? So if you just wanted a single espresso, would you have to have it? Would you have to have it in that <laughs> massive like, mug? You know, in America, when you go yeah. and they go, it's bottomless coffee, you know, you know. And if you went to this breakfast and they went, it's just one cup of tea, it's a bit tight, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a bit tight, it turns up, yeah. go swimming in it. Haven't you noticed that with Americans? Uh, when you've, you've been in a restaurant or something, cup. in a cafe or something, where there's Americans there and they say, yeah, we'll get some more coffee, thanks. Yeah. And then the bloke stands by the table saying, yeah, that'll be £4.60. <laughs> the look of horror on their face that it's not all free refills. I wonder who came up with the, with the idea of the massive Sports Direct mug. Wow. Now, just sitting there, you know, in a, in a meeting. We've got, let's give them, send them something. Send them something to keep them coming back. How yeah. about a massive cup? They're all sitting there in silence and someone's <laughs> tapping a pen. Yeah. What can it be? Massive mug. What did you say? <laughs> I said, what about a really massive mug, like a two-pint mug for like a quid? And they're saying, that is sensational. Yeah. Mike says, take the rest of the That's afternoon off. Absolutely brilliant. Get some, get, some big, get some 50s out like the old fairground boy. <laughs> reels, licks his finger, reels off a few 50s and said, here, buy yourself, you and the missus, buy yourself something Take yours. her up west. Treat her like, like a queen. Treat her like a queen. <laughs> See, this is what we're looking for. Trevor and his massive mug. A massive cup, you're right. I'm guessing there was Lovely. also a goodie bag. 
Mm. They, well, I imagine there were goodies, but all the goodies were free, but the bag was quid. <laughs> bag was yeah. a quid, obviously, yeah. to, to get them free. Home. Free long sale so, trainers for everyone. If you were there, let, let us know. It's a shame yeah, our production team good. were too busy to go, Couldn't but be bothered. it's very nice to be uh, invited. So, a um, couple of things Charlie's been telling us today. Um, one of which is, and that, who do you think you are? We are getting to the stage, of course, where they make so many series of it. Yeah. With respect, Charlie, in the end, you'll be on it. <laughs> but, but, you'll be before me. But quite a lot of the listeners will never get the chance. No, they, and they yeah, probably yeah. do have great you stories. You can do your own sort of genealogy, can't you? you can well, do... Of course you can. I always think no one's interested. In, uh, uh, people are interested in their own one. <laughs> yeah. No one's... I'm not really interested, if I'm honest, you know, in other well, people. I was, I was mildly interested in yours. Oh. Because... You... I, I mean, I did put it on the WhatsApp group and I, yeah. I immediately thought, this is quite boring. No, it's not. My dad's uncle, Dirty Dick, you said, <laughs> was a proper fairground man. Yeah, proper fairground Ran man. Ran a steam water... How can we make this more dangerous, says Charlie? Put coal in it. <laughs> that's it. Set it on fire. Yeah, that's it. Can you not go? Remember, because sometimes you used to used to dare the bloke on the walks. I had a mate like that. Yeah, yeah. Until he was actually sick on it as we were around. <laughs> it was like, Oof. it was there was one bloke on the walks, and he said, "Is this all you got, mate?" Or something like this. Can you not? And he just oh, stood yeah, by yeah. us for the whole thing and span us round like we were Apollo oh, eleven right. astronauts in training. I cannot cope with the. Yeah, he was in a bad way. Back came the. Uh, yeah, the, in the, the twenty twenty. 20s and 30s and the 40s and then I think till about the 60s he had a steam fairground pool. Wow. He used to go and he used to go around the West Country. Yeah, you know, proper old school. He, um, he, the Jungle Speedway. The said. Jungle Speedway was his. That was the thing. We've got his autobiography. We've got his his hand typed autobiography. Wow. And he and he and he commissioned the the Jungle. So you're from Speedway. Carney folk, Charlie. Carney folk. I mean, it's pretty distant. Okay. Pretty distant relative, but yeah. Uh, yeah dodge yeah. the war, you said. Not, not quite so good. <laughs> uh, dirty because of the. Car- that was exactly, all over him as he was putting I don't know, coal in I don't the know what water. you want to think about fairground folk, Paul, but I don't know when they visited your... T- wherever you, you grew yeah. up, I'm not sure well, where it was. It wasn't during was it the days of Petticoat Steam. Lane, wasn't it? You grew up yeah. or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, not a million miles away, but not quite. Yeah, we did. Next to the Bell Bells, been, wasn't it? When I was a kid, the big fairground, you know, this is who do you think? We should play the music, really. <laughs> Lee Bridge Road used to be a big one. Lee Bridge Road yeah. would be a big fair. I used to be taken, taken to that. Lee, body Lee Bridge was my school bully. Was he really? <laughs> no, no, but sounds like it, didn't he? What a story. <laughs> anyway, you might have... you might have. Let's find out if... And, tell us uh, your boring who do you think yeah, you are Yeah, tell us stories. your boring who do you think you are uh, stories today. I think Charlie's is quite good. Is it Uncle Dirty Dick? <laughs> what was his surname? I can't I never knew. So all I never knew him was Dirty Dick. Oh, OK. There he is, Dirty Dick. And the other thing was, very quickly, off the back of... This is from Charlie's missus. Uh, yes. she, he was telling us off air the other day because we've been watching Get Back. Can I talk like a lot? <laughs> Yeah, come on, can't shut him up. Can't shut him up. But um, yeah, your missus um, went along and... But no, she once did a show yeah. in, uh, and she was in, used to be in a, a comedy double act and uh, she once had four people in the audience, yeah. two of which were Paul McCartney and Mary McCartney. Right. And he enjoyed the show, stayed around afterwards and uh, had a drink with her in the, in the bar and uh, my wife bought him a pint. She That's said, I'm going to get these. And she's gonna, she I said, insist. I bought Paul McCartney a pint. Which I think it's pretty cool. It's a nice thing, really. Yeah, it's why he never has to dip his hand in his pocket because no. everybody wants to buy him a pint, exactly. don't they? Imagine really? if you—I mean, that's one of the things they always say. And ne- if someone scores a winning goal, he'll never. I can't imagine yeah, Jeff Hurst has bought a pint since 1966. Paul. <laughs> Possibly not. <laughs> but um, so Charlie's choice today, if you must, and in the circumstances, uh, who have you bought a pint for? Not like my mate Trevor. I mean, like yeah. you know, of of some we would have heard of. What with that, and who do you think you are? 
let us know your stories. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to T S H and J. That's T S H A N D J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, getting the Christmas number one is still very coveted, isn't it? it? Is, isn't it? My sister's got one, Paul. Has she which, really? Which she reminds me every single year. This will be in your year. who you think you are, won't it? It's, it's kind of, of the moment. My sister was in the Military Wives Choir, Paul, the original one. And, uh, wow. Got, is, is in Wherever You Are, the song, the Christmas number one from 2011. Very proud of her, Paul. Very yeah, proud no, you should very, be. Very it's fantastic. But she can stop going on about it every year yeah. if, she, if she wants yes you're right they haven't got haven't got to play it every Christmas day have we I but mean it's it, not very Christmassy Paul it's, it's not a Christmassy song do you say to it it's good but it's no wizard is it no Slade <laughs> I prefer Shaking Stevens yeah of myself. course I, I can understand that uh, anyway um, we're going to play you a bit of a potential uh, Christmas number one and uh, it's it's from the guys from the Have A Word podcast yeah huge success um, and uh, so joining us now to tell us more about how they've got themselves into this fine mess, uh, Adam Rowe <laughs> and Dan Nightingale. Good afternoon, guys. What's happening, boys? How are we? Uh, hey, very guys. good, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're good. Adam, it, it, was this an intentional attempt to, to get uh, Christmas number one, or has this been a sort of fairly accidental, organic process? No, it's, it's, de- it's been very deliberate, but uh, it, initially it started out as a joke where we were like, do you know what? If we get in the top 40, that'll be funny and that'll be a bit of a laugh for us. 
but the bookies currently have us as third favourites ahead of Adele. <laughs> Ridiculous! Ridiculous! Got a devil on the road. <laughs> Dan, it's called Laura's. Oh. Laura's gone. Did you, have, you, have you written yeah. the lyrics? Uh, has Adam written the lyrics? Who's oh. written it? No, I haven't written. The, I haven't written the lyrics about my wife leaving me. No. <laughs> who, who had the running joke that has got out of hand? So, so anyone who's worried, my wife has not left me. Oh. It's very important to yeah. stress that because even my dad thought Dan's wife had left him. Um, <laughs> yet, yeah, yet. Yeah, <laughs> we get we get a lot of relationship queries on on our show, and uh, obviously a lot of them are to do with dating and starting out. And obviously, because Dan's married, I started making up convoluted reasons why his wife might have left him, so that he could imagine being single again. And our assistant producer Finn uh, Kulavus is a phenomenal musician as well as uh, a bang average producer, <laughs> uh, and. He, he, as a joke, wrote this song. And then we started, when we started doing live shows again, when the lockdowns ended, we asked him, would he sing out the live shows with The Lord Has Gone full song? And our audience just love it. Yeah. And then we were like, you know what, let's go for Christmas number one for a bit of a laugh. But we've amassed this listenership that's now making it look like it actually might be possible. Yeah. And uh, I, I got a text this morning uh, from Elton John saying he's nervous. <laughs> it's like when they all get try to get uh, rage against the machine as the Christmas yes, number. Course, when you yeah. get when people get a head of steam up like when they start a campaign. But it's a good year to try it. I mean, like, it's probably going to be out and John and Ed Sheeran. I would have thought, but you never know. It's a good year because you don't actually have to sell as many records anymore. You know, you, you used to have to sell sell an awful lot, didn't you? There's no X factor. Well, it's downloads and and you yeah, know, I, know. I said, I said records. Yeah. I sounded like I was from 1958. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. Any wax cylinders, yeah. you don't well, have to sell as many. Play it to the disco tech. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wondered what your yeah. missus what your missus Dan makes of it. I mean, this is a song that imagines the world where she's gone, <laughs> and the fact that a sort of staple of your show was was for Adam to imagine life as you as a single man again. I mean, how does how does this play with her? Well, the original joke that has become a running bit on our podcast, she tolerated. And now her potentially being a Christmas number one is ironically pushing her very close to leaving me. So could really she's getting a bit weirded out, if I'm totally honest. And it's really so I keep saying it to her, like, Laura, you're number three in the betting. You're doing really well. And she's not enjoying that. Are we in a position to play a bit of the song? I mean, I know Adam and I know Dan, and I'm just checking that we can actually play the song on a daytime radio. Is is that a? What do you mean, Charlie? What do you mean, lad? <laughs> uh, you, you, you absolutely can. I think it's important for us to say before we do. We are every penny that we raise from this is going to two charities. One is a, a baby's hospice in Liverpool, which is very close to me and uh, Carl, our lead producer. That's called Zoe's Place. Right. And the other half of it is going to the Childhood Eye Cancer Trust. Um, Fantastic. Which is what one of our Patreon listeners, is, that's a charity very close to their hearts. So they asked for some of the money and we said we'd give them it. Uh, you can pre order it now on Amazon Music and on iTunes. And all of that, it, the song actually gets released on the 17th of December so that it's in the charts for Christmas Eve. Oh. Uh, but the music video is dropping later today at six o'clock. There is a little slightly explicit version, which is what the music video is. But the copy that we sent over to you guys is the radio edit. So you're absolutely sound to play it even at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> well, we're going to play a bit now, then okay. we'll come back and okay, we'll talk okay. a bit of football with you both. But this is the guys from Have a Word podcast. And Laura's gone. Laura's gone, there's no turning back now. Things are never going to be the same. Laura. 
Yeah, let's see those arms in the air. It's one of those. It's isn't a lovely it? song. It's a great, great single. It sounds great as well. I, I can't hear the word Christmas in it. <laughs> oh, you, you need to wait till the very last second. Oh, when, oh. Uh, you say Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, We're yeah. going to throw a few cynical next year, Charlie. <laughs> <Yeah. I think. laughs> it is an absolute banger as well. And if you go to youtube.com slash have a word pod at six o'clock tonight, you can hear the full song and see the music video, which was shot on the day we recorded it at the Motor Museum Studio in Liverpool, oh, which is where the Arctic Monkeys and Oasis have recorded stuff as well. Whoa. It's it's proper top stuff. And the song is catchy. And look, Charlie, you know me as well as Dan does. I've got a bit of an ego on me. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to win this thing. <laughs> Go out, buy it. I would not it. put anything past Adam or Dan. They've made this podcast so successful, yeah, Paul. Yeah. They've, they've, they've done it in very, very different ways to everybody else. The, the, the received way you should do it. Yeah. And they, they've, they've got loads of people back in they've got huge huge audience numbers yeah. huge live audience numbers Christmas really number one, really impressive and now is anyone going to be interested in your boxing day number two Adam <laughs> <laughs> mate the, the number two I do on boxing day is for yeah. me yeah. 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 we'll leave it that was a tapping <laughs> very real tapping tap tap wasn't it that was that was Trent firing the ball into the box, wasn't he? Um, talking of which, Adam, um, yeah, you're, you're probably a very happy man today after last night's derby. I am, yeah, and our assistant producer, Carl, is currently leaving the room because he's an Everton fan. Lead producer, very sorry. He's a toffee. He's a sore toffee. Um, <laughs> I, I'm happy, to be honest with you, with the game last night. It just went right on form, didn't it? I know people say with like derbies, form often goes out the window. It just didn't. Liverpool are quite good to watch at the minute. We're on absolute fire. We're scoring goals for fun. And Everton are not only not as good, but they're also largely depleted. They've got some key players missing. And as much as the emotion goes into a derby, derby week in the day of the game, if you if you look on paper, that was always going to be exactly how it went. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right, actually. To the point where Charlie had 4-1, that cashed out a 3-1, which he's still mm. smarting from. And Dan, finally, um, you're Watford man, is this right? Yeah, I'm a Watford fan. It's an unusual season where we can score four or five goals past like top four teams and legendary clubs, but then lose every other game. So <laughs> mental season so far. It's not been, been boring, has it? No, no. no. They were about unlucky last night. He caught Chelsea Thought on a bad good. night, but couldn't get over the line. But guys, table. sadly, we're out of time. Lovely to talk to you both. Brilliant, Wait, wish you well with the single. We'll be watching it fly up the charts and uh, best of luck with the podcast and we'll catch up with you both soon. All the best. Nice one, lads. See you later. Cheers. Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale from the Have a Word podcast. Laura's gone, could have done with a few sort of jingle bells on it. It's all it takes, isn't it? It's got a bit of an oasis sort of drum feel to it. Yeah, I loved it. Very good. Very good. Anyway, you can see and watch the video with the guys. All for charity as well, as they said. So very nice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. On Thursday, when it comes to asking you to get in touch, we have Charlie's Choice. And Charlie's Choice today was his wife once did a gig and as an actress and Paul McCartney as a comedian. Paul McCartney came along. Uh, with his daughter, one of his daughters, enjoyed it very much. Stayed. She bought Paul a pint. There were only four people in the audience. Paul. Right. It wasn't the most. Uh, it wasn't the most successful. Still, 
Good event to stick around. Exactly. Good when a, probably a lot of people were looking at and watching it. Bought Paul a pint. Exactly. Nice. exactly. We were asking, who who have you bought a pint for? It's a great question, this isn't is it, Paul? It's a good one. Charlie's choice. Michael has, has, some, has backed up the fact that the, the late great Prince was not really a, a pint man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I bought a brandy and Diet Coke for Prince in yeah. the early 90s at Brown's Nightclub. In Covent Garden, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That what sounds like that? a print. I, I believe that because the, if he was making Not that the up. talking dog from That's Life. Definitely <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the late great uh, music sensation. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, can't do that. Um, 14 years ago, the cast of Emmerdale used to visit a small village called uh, Ellen in Aberdeenshire okay. for a cricket match, uh, Clark tells us in Edinburgh. I was 18, hardly old enough to have any money, so my dad bought Zach Dingle a pint. <laughs> a few hours later, so many people had bought Zach a pint that he had to be carried out the bar. Fantastic. Yeah. And he just sat at the bar and just did a bit of Zach Dingle. You now think and he again, probably did? Just to get out oh, right, yeah. and just called him something, you know, and, oh, get out of the pub. All right, have another, another pint. It's not from Devon, is he? Zach Dingle? <laughs> Every voice I do is just <laughs> who do you want an impression of, Paul? <laughs> Mate, Long John Silver, you can yeah, do that one. Yeah, I you, that one you, you can exactly. do it. I drank with Paul Weller about. 15 years ago, nice. but I didn't know who he was. Oh, OK. <laughs> I could only think of Keith Weller. Who's well, Keith Weller, clearly wasn't a former Leicester and, Art and, uh, and Chelsea player. It wasn't him, was oh, it? Right, of okay. course not. Our kids were at the same uh, school. A mate put on Eton rifles when he left, and he only stayed for one. Yeah, you would do, oh, wouldn't you? yeah. Can be, if you're in a pub, I mean, that's the thing. If there's a pub in a jukebox and you're a musician, you're Paul Weller in a pub, yeah. and people go up there and they put on Eton rifles, everybody yeah. must sort of look at you. What do they expect you to sing along? <laughs> what do they expect you to do? Yeah, but it's fine if it's like... If you're Paul Weller, yeah, you, and you've released Eaton Rifles, a brilliant record. Yeah, absolutely. but it's a, what if you're in like you know the Flying Pickets? Well, <laughs> Someone puts on only you. That's a good. Record, well, what's actually, wrong with that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I, I, but I just think it's a, it's an egginess to it, isn't it? If you are the cheeky girls are here. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, you're quite limited in the back catalogue, really, aren't you? Of, of um, well, one song. Well, well I don't know yeah. if they had any more. Did they have a follow-up single? Really a a sad one, Paul. <laughs> like, if you're in a pub with Carl Douglas and someone puts on Kung Fu Fine, I think Dance to Kung Fu was the follow-up. Imagine going to see. Uh, Kung, uh, Carl Douglas, and he didn't do. He doesn't. This party. is a, do the stuff from the new album. Yeah. Not do it, Joe Dolce. Do new stuff. Before you ask, I'm not doing it. <laughs> what a Joe, a Joe, Joe, yeah, Dolce, Joe Dolce Before you ask, I, I don't do that anymore. No, well, this is all. This is the stuff I made with Van de Graaff Generator. <laughs> it's all very different now. It's a very different. Joe act. Dolce had a, did have a follow up single called Pizza Pizza. Yeah, and it's, it's really good, Paul. Is it? It's I don't know if we can get hold of it in a minute. It's really good. Okay. He, he likes the pizza some of the time. Okay. Well, look. Let's see if we can find it for you because I wasn't aware that he'd, he'd had a follow up. Uh, follow up. It's, great, it's a great. It's a great. Ended up. A, a lot of people have had a pint with Ali McCoist. Yeah, that seems to be a recurring theme, doesn't it? A lot really? of people have said that. Yeah. <clears throat> You've yeah. been bought a pint, haven't you, Paul? Because you're Paul Hawksby. I do, I do, do you know the oddest thing? I was in. Um, uh, we. I went to Dublin. Oh, yeah. And we were, we were doing. I was doing a show with Quinny over there, and oh, he yeah. couldn't make it over. So I was doing a uh, a show around a big a poker tournament, and it was uh, with Quinny, uh, Mick. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Mick. Yeah, yeah. My lookalike, which I get. Oh, do you get no, you've got people often tash. people often text me so many. Goals. Even though I was standing there with Quinny, <laughs> this guy came over and he said, "Paul Hawksby," yes. and then bought me a pint. 
How did he know it was you? I've got absolutely no idea. Did he heard you say something? I've, I just I felt for. You did, know. Were you saying Green King? You know, although, there were over nine hundred pubs. Although <laughs> free pints were offered later on in Temple Bar because they they spotted Quinny. Oh course. yeah, yeah, but they, yeah, did, but they did. And then yeah. suddenly the drink flowed, but that was it. That's all an honorary Irishman. Yeah, um, anyway, um, so do keep telling us more about that. Talk we sports. were also talking about the Sports Direct Christmas uh, party that our producers didn't go to. Yeah, Paul, they were. You know. They were invited. We, we, we did make the point earlier on. <clears throat> massive cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. So all, you all the tea the, you can drink. You walk one through cup. the door, two pint mug <laughs> full of tea. We went through that. If you want a single espresso, still comes in that mug. Exactly, is that, that's all it is. You can't fight see your way it. to the bottom of the mug to get uh, it. Mark Film has been in touch. I went to the Sports Direct Christmas breakfast. There was no one at the bar, but lots of staff milling around and just folding t shirts. Nice. <laughs> That's very, good. very nice. <clears throat> that's good. You can open with that, Mark. Maybe, that's maybe, good. They, maybe that's how they do the breakfast on the buffet. <clears throat> it's just like yeah. all the sausages and the bacon. Everything's just get it out yourself. Put yeah. it out yourself. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm, I'm, I have to feel a bit tight doing this because it was probably a brilliant do and our producer could have come back. They didn't go. Half cut. They didn't loads go. Loads of freebies. Lonsdale yeah. up to the max. <laughs> Slazinger to the max. Just a sea of Slazinger. <laughs> Full Lonsdale. Yeah. Full Lonsdale. He could have come in. Those slip-on white shoes they yeah. do, those Lonsdale slip-ons. He, he could have come in looking... Oh, well, I say... Uh, could have come in looking a million dollars. What <laughs> was a million dollars? Now, fifteen ninety-nine. <laughs> so, anyway, um, still to come this afternoon, we're going to have a talk a bit of Arsenal. We could go fourth tonight. Manchester United, old mate of uh, yours, will be joining us. Uh, Charlie, com- yeah. fine comedian. Andrew Ryan, yeah, very funny, man. Irish yeah, 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 yeah. comedian. Well, this yeah. is good. I bought the legend that was Jim Bow in a pint <clears> in oh, the yeah. pub next to the hall. He was... Doing a talk about his life in. Uh, as I handed it to him, I, ex- I expected him to, to say, super smashing, lovely. Yeah. But he didn't. I mean, the story sort of <laughs> falls off a cliff there, Paul, yeah. a little bit, doesn't it? But uh, Maybe you want are. some um, obscure people you bought uh, pints yeah, for. Yeah, you bought a pint really, for anyone. Really quite <laughs> obscure people. Um, I bought a pint for the actor, me, this is. Yeah, all right. Uh, Anthony Jackson. Anthony Jackson was uh, Sid Abbott's neighbour in Bless This House. Okay. And one of the voices from Ivor the Engine. Oh, lovely. And he was in the BBC bar. Yeah, I, I love Ivor the Engine. We had Engine. a fantastic conversation yeah. about, his, about Sid. And uh, so I've got to buy you a pint. I just, it was marvellous. Uh, anyway, obscure nice people you bought a pint for. Let's move on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. Charlie's Choice, the uh, cool subject of the day that uh, that uh, we let him choose on a mm. Thursday, um, is uh, uh, who have you bought a pint for of, of note? Yeah, when you say with... Charlie's Choice, Paul, yeah. when you say the actual choice, yeah. you always go... Oof. No, uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't mean to, Charlie. I'm not. The trying style to, you say is, who have you bought a pint for? I'm Ooh. not trying. I'm not trying to distance myself from from your choice, Charlie. I promise. Okay. But we've had a couple of interesting oh, ones. Yeah, lovely, some lovely a quick ones. One. This is a belter, Keith in Leeds. Afternoon, gents. As a teenager living in both in South Shields, I think that's meant to say. Yeah. My dad took me to the pub in North Shields. Oh wow! Uh, Sunday lunchtime, maybe when we bumped into my boys' club football team manager. He asked my dad if he'd met a, if he'd met a man with him, Brian. To which my dad said he hadn't. I meanwhile was embarrassed, silent as we sat and had a pint and a coke with ACDC lead singer Brian Johnson. Oh, oh, that's oh, bad. Yes. Yeah. He just bought his wife a car for her birthday and our club a set of kit. As long as no one knew. He kept it quiet. Kept he it just, quiet. It's nice. He did it. That's a nice, nice, nice it? touch, isn't I'm it? I'm guessing 30 years is enough time to break the silence and, and out his generosity. That's well Keith done, in Keith. Leeds. Well Keith done, there. Keith. If we get Brian Johnson on now. Yeah. Keith! I think we've got Ian Gillen Goodness on tomorrow. Goodness sake, Keith! Uh, is, that, is that happening? I'll look at the producer. Oh, it's next week. Next Ian week, Gillen, oh, yeah, well. the great uh, singer from oh, Deep yeah, well, Thank you, Keith. Anyway. Brilliant one. 
We move on because um, Manchester United, as we just uh, chatting with Alison there, from an Arsenal point of view, Manchester United, big night for them. Uh, yeah, uh, Ranjit Cam, expect that. Lots and lots yeah, of yeah. cutaways to him sitting there. <laughs> Uh, in the director's writing, box, writing stuff down writing after a goal, stuff down putting crosses against yeah. people's names. <laughs> yeah, anything good happens, they'll cut to him. Anything bad yeah. happens, or anything happens, they'll if cut to him. He leaves early. He'll be more on camera certainly than Michael Carrick, who's in the dugout yeah. tonight. So, how uh, is uh, this Manchester United fan uh, looking ahead of the game um, with fear, trepidation, or I don't know, just a little Who bit knows? of excitement? Uh, know, Andrew Ryan. Uh, comedian and Manchester United fan joins us now. Good afternoon, Andrew. Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, yeah we're good. good, Andrew. We're nice good. to speak to you. Yeah, so, are, are you are you excited by the? I suppose it is technically the start of the the Ranjik era. Whether that's going to be six months or ten years, we don't know yet. Depends how he does, I guess. I don't get excited anymore about Man United. To be honest with you. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I actually cancelled my Amazon Prime last week and I found out the game is on Amazon Prime tonight. So <laughs> um, that's money well saved, I yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I I like a lot of Man United fans, I didn't really know much about the guy. I didn't I when I heard his name, I did the quick, you know, Google and you know, a lot of people are suddenly experts on him. Um he doesn't stay at clubs for very long. Um I don't really know. Look, it's it's our fifth manager in what eight years. I've had five girlfriends in the last eight years as well. So we're, we're you know, it's, it's crazy. But. Have you had interim interim girlfriends? <laughs> oh, a bit yeah, like yeah. Manchester United. But it's a bit much yeah, of starting a relationship saying you're coming in in a Carrick like interim interim role. Did you bring yeah. back an old girlfriend from the nineties? Because <laughs> you thought you might be able to make <laughs> no. the spark work. <laughs> oh no no no! Just the usual four different phones that I have. You know, and, uh, <laughs> your burner phone. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah no, I look. I, I don't don't really look I don't really know I mean we've got two home games now we've, and we've three home games in a row now and I think you know it'd be interesting to see what changes are there in the actual team I was at the man the derby game a couple of weeks ago and we lost 2-0 and when I left the ground you know I was hearing people that were angry and all this I was just really sad mm. I just I just I was just like I just wasn't a Man United team or a performance and we've got great individual players there's something just fundamentally not right I think in the chemistry in the dressing room or or what it was, but look, if this guy comes in and he wakes a few of the players up in terms, we saw a bit of pressing there against Chelsea and that goal by Scott Sancho was, you know, a great bit of work, a great bit of players on the front foot. And so we, it'd be interesting to see what actually happens tonight. Arsenal have really improved this season after mm. the first four or five games under Arteta. They've got their, you know, their heads up now. They're looking at Champions League possibly. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what actually happens tonight. But I, I as far as I'm concerned, if we... If we scraped fourth this year, I think it would be a good season if we got last quarterfinal of the Champions League, you know, and maybe an FA Cup run and then interesting to see what happens in the summer. Yeah, I mean, in fact, yeah, fourth is the best you could have. I mean, the three, the other top three are far and away. They're out of sight and they're so much better than 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 everybody else. Um, but that fourth is up for grabs, isn't it? I mean, Arsenal will be saying it exactly the same thing and they haven't got the distraction of Europe either, which I think is certainly helping them this season. Yeah, I mean, if we don't get fourth, I mean, there's going to be a big impact on money as well. Mm. And also with a manager and players coming in, I mean, does Bruno Fernandes, does, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think we should have sold Paul, Paul Pogba by now. Um, I, I have never fancied him. I think, you know, so there's a few passengers in that team that need to go. And it's a matter of, if we don't qualify for the Champions League, what's the quality of player that we're going to get in to bridge that massive gap between Liverpool and Man? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like yeah. it's like we're driving on an A road and they're on they're on a, they're on the motorway. Like they're just so far away from us at the yeah. moment. 
And it's the just football so, they play, isn't it? I mean, it's just you know they're far and away the best the best teams in the league. They're, they're just you know, and it's going to be who knows. It's quite exciting for I me mean, if you you know. I, mean, I don't support any of them, but it's going to be quite exciting to see how it all shakes down uh, between those three. Be. Yeah, it will be. I think, I think Chelsea um, are beatable. I think their Tuchel is a phenomenal manager, but I think Man City are just slowly pulling away now. I think they just have great. They're they're I'm, as a Man United fan, I and who is a former season ticket holder at Man United, I pains to say it, but they're phenomenal. I think Liverpool may lack a little bit of depth, but. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting, but I think from a Man United point of view, I mean, I mean, I, I've, I'm, I'm depressed. Like it's very oh, depressing. At the moment, yeah. You know, like the moment that we've had, you know, the change that we've had, you know, David Gill leaving Man United was a big thing. And I've said it on this radio station in 2015, and I got slagged off for it. And I said we should never have sacked David Moyes, mm. and I was slagged off. Mm. And I said it on another radio station, and I was slagged off again oh. in 2017. We should never have sacked David Moyes, and uh, you know, I think David Moyes should have. Should have should have been at least given two years, like Solskjaer was given two years, you know, uh, yeah. two full seasons, you know. And I think when you have certain players who were complaining about Moyes taking away their ketchup, I mean, for God's sake, <laughs> like, will you grow up? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, that's, that's the first <laughs> thing anyone does now when they join ketchup, a club, isn't it? it? That's it. That's the ketchup's, the new, ketchup's the new. They're not fit. Yeah, that's isn't it? it? It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, you you're a, you have a, a golf channel, don't you, Andrew? That's one of your main things on Instagram I and do, uh, a podcast. I do golf podcast, golf and comedian. Yeah, I'm a big golfer, Charlie. We we always talk about me and you playing golf. We never get it. We well, never get round. I'm so it. I'm so busy, so busy, really? Andrew. And also, you're really good at golf. And you're not, Charlie. And I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm very keen, very keen golfer, and I will right. always go out for a round of golf with Andrew. But um, I think my clubs are in storage and have been for about eight months. They're now, hickory so. shafts, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> crap. He's got hickory shaft clubs. What happens? Get those what in. happens on the golfing comedian? I'm assuming you. It's like a round well, with a round with Ryan. No, basically what I do is I chat to uh, comedians, I chat to caddies, female golfers, male golfers, uh, anybody that is just, that's interested in the game. But got some good news as well. We're actually moving it to YouTube now to uh, the studio. Um, We're actually, and we've been changing the name and everything, and uh, we're working with a really good production company. So at the start of January, we actually kind of go to, we we will have a show called Calamity Golf, which is... um, Named after the hole, the 16th hole, 15th hole, or 16th hole in Port Rush, my favorite golf hole, which is called Calamity Corner. Lovely. And uh, basically, we will have sports guests, golf guests. We will have follow the pros. We will follow n- new rookies on tours. We have shots of the week, bad shots of the week, and a bit of a comedy show, you know, that's going oh, on. Great. Moving over. So, you know, and, you know, I'll be, I'll hopefully be, uh, you know, very excited about it. The big launch will be starting in January. So we've been working hard behind the scenes. I've been, I've been actually working harder than the last manager at Man United. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, come and, come and join us then, Andrew. We'll have a chat about it when you're yeah, up yeah. and running. So, but for yeah, now, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been uh, pressing all the production guys to get stuff done. You know, I've been pressing, you know, harder than Fred has. And uh, <laughs> he's getting them all in now. Fred, Fred Hattrick tonight. Fred Hattrick. Incoming. Fred Hattrick. You know what? I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I, you know, it could be one of those games where we actually win three nil or we lose three nil. Yeah. You know that kind of. Way? I just have <laughs> yeah. no idea what's going to happen. But no. I think as... Arsenal win tonight. I'm afraid. You think so? I think it'd be a draw actually. Okay. Um, I think they'll find a way. United. They might just. They might get a point. But it, it, yeah, it might be up against it. Maguire's back. See how he settles yeah. back in after the suspension. Is Maguire and, back. Is it? Maguire's I think he is. back. Tonight? That's after... actually. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. That's like an ex-girlfriend. It's like an ex-girlfriend texting you after she went on a date with someone else. Like, oh, really? Let's go back to this. <laughs> Andrew, good to talk to you. All the best. 
All right, thanks. Great job, mate. Thank you. Yeah, Andrew Ryan there. A jaundiced yeah, yeah, Manchester United yeah. fan, many are. Well, anyway, we'll keep yeah. you in touch with that one in uh, kickoff uh, this evening, as we will the earlier kickoff, the one I'll be at uh, between Tottenham and Brentford. That's the seven thirty, and uh, Manchester United Arsenal at eight fifteen. You can, can turn over. Oh, that's how they've done it, Paul, isn't it? You yeah. can t- just turn but over. But if our game's time. rubbish, I'll just watch everyone on the <laughs> phone. <laughs> Get your phone. Don't out. do that. I won't. I won't base any Tottenham <laughs> performance on a first half. Uh, not the way we've been going recently. I'll stick with them for the second half. It might pick up. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time for the birthday spread, that point of the show where um, we'll celebrate 10 birthdays of the week. Uh, Andy has compiled a little list of those. Mm. Um, he has a little gag attached to each birthday, and it's the job of myself and Charlie to try and guess how old these people are. We have to be as close as we can. And of course, over 10 birthdays, there'll be a margin of error as we make those guesses that builds up. And the one with the shortest margin of error at the end is the winner yes. of the birthday spread. The last two weeks have been won by Charlie. As he said, he's been pretty close the three weeks before. He's rather good at this game. Uh, Mark Atkins has been in, in touch. I sense uh, Paul Hawksby is going to bring out all the mind games in this week's birthday spread to stop uh, Baker Street getting his hat-trick of wins. Well, let's, let's find out. Um, we had a few technical problems getting through to the Jeff Peters Nerve Centre. In the meantime, Andy joins us. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, boys. And I'm very pleased with not the quality of the gags this week, but the fact that seven of them heart back to sport which I'm always oh, pleased that's oh, very happy. good just very quick good. while we wait for Jeff just a quick word on the Chelsea last night Thomas Tuchel um, thought they were a bit fortunate Oh, yeah, but look, football's mad, isn't it? Burnley and Manchester United, we should have won the game. We totally deserved to win the game. We didn't. Mm. Uh, last night, we didn't even deserve to get a draw, and we win. It's yeah. just mm. mad football. It makes no sense. It's no rhyme, no reason. No, indeed. But they were fortunate. A lot of, Watford were brutal, though, weren't they? God, really? really uh, talk about being a bit physical. Wow. I mean, we had a lot of injuries. A lot. I think the training was on about 20 times. I mean, it was unbelievable. There was a couple, of na- a couple of nasty ones, weren't there? I think a couple of nasty injuries, but one potentially there's a concern about. Yeah, um, Chiloba. That's, that's right, blow. yeah. Yeah, but they've got no... You know, I, I sent to Jamie last night, I texted him, I said, you know, when you play Chelsea without Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, James and Chilwell, you've got a bit of a chance. Yeah, you know, that yeah, is sure. five key players missing, you know. So, But Havertz had a good game, please, and, and Lukaku was back. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight, though. Brentford, my second team against Spurs. I think that'll oh, be a yeah. good game. Oh, yeah, got, yeah. You were like a two-team two person. Yes, you very much. Well, well I'm not really a two-team person. <laughs> But I do have a little local affection. Don't yeah, start that, nice. Charlie. Yeah, 08717. Andy Jacobs, is he really a Brentford fan? Uh, no, so I'm not. We can go to the nerve centre now in Leicester. Our technical issues have been sorted. Jeff Peters joins us. Oh, blimey. There he is. Oh, busy, he certainly though, does. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, very busy. Yeah. Good afternoon, yeah, Jeff. Bit... What, what was going on there? And paid that uh, bill. Bit... Yeah, a bit of an ISDN issue, but uh, there we go. Okay. We're here no, now. Okay. Listeners yeah. don't care, do they, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I did not say the birthdays and get on with it. That's yeah. what they think. Okay. Well, let's get underway. And you play along at home, see how close you get. Maybe you'll beat both myself and Charlie. Maybe you don't care. We'll find out in the next 10 minutes or so. Here we go, then. Here's okay. Pele. And the first birthday this week is the actor Robin Givens. Robin Givens. She throws the most amazing French-themed sh- cheese and wine parties. We always have a great time, Shay Givens. Well, that's nice. Oh, that's nice, nice keeping nice. it at the sport. Robin Givens. <laughs> very nice. 49, I'm going to go for, Charlie. What are you think? A bit older than that. You think she is? Yeah. 
55. Okay. 57. Is she really? <laughs> wow, I suppose it yeah, was a long time is. ago, wasn't it, Mike Tyson yeah. and all that? Yeah. So yep. what's that done, the scores, Jeff? Uh, well, Paul, you're eight out. Charlie is two out. So eight two after the first Made one. A fantastic start, Charlie. Uh, Charlie leads off. From we from we <laughs> alternate between who goes first to stop S. Housery, which you will notice, though, from Charlie later in the game. <laughs> oh, here it anyway, it started. Here we here go. We go. <laughs> it's the singer-songwriter Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, Gilbert O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan. I've always enjoyed his. Well, I've always enjoyed his uh, musical tribute to the French football writer, Philippe Auclair. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yes, the one you didn't want Charlie to sing, wasn't it? Well, you know, I was just thinking, I ought to tell Charlie that, Paul, when we used to play this game every day, Paul would second-guess the gags and always get them. But he's now very kind to me, and he doesn't bother, even though he can see it coming about a a minute before I get there. (laughs) So try not to if you can. You're about O'Sullivan. Yeah, I I thought it was going to be about... um, uh, sort of uh, Ross Barkley, you know, and it was going to be alone again, naturally. Oh, on loan again. Are you going on a permanent deal? Are you going on loan again, naturally? That's good. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's have your football-related Gilbert O'Sullivan song. Seventy-eight. <laughs> Got to be, isn't he? Really? Um, I think it must be eighty. I'm going to go eighty. Big significant birthday for Gilbert. No, he's 75. Oh, sorry, Gilbert, if you're listening. It is significant. Um, 75. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul, you're five out. You're on to 13. Charlie, three out. He's on to five. Well, he's playing very, very well, Charlie. Back to me going first, then. OK, it's the poet and playwright Bernard Copps. Bernard Copps. And we were in the same cheerleading squad at Liverpool University. He was in the base and I was at the top. I used to love standing on the Copps. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> Not a clue, Charlie. I looked at you. We don't know, know who Bernard Copps is. Copps Corner. Call um, the Copps. I thought you were going to do a bit of... Cops. Yeah, do a bit of... Um, yeah. Oh, Sean Ryder. Um, um, he's going to make the Keystone speech. Oh, I, I see that. <laughs> yeah, don't start topping his gags because he'll send me, he'll send me a memo. <laughs> that is not topping my gag. I promise you. Well, Keystone Cops, okay. I'll be receiving really. a memo. Um, I'd say, uh, I don't know, I'm guessing, 74. What I do you think, Charlie? Who, I don't know who he is, yeah. So, um, I'm going to go. I've got a lot to play with. I'll just say, I'm just going to stay in with you and say 73. See what I mean? Yeah, okay. What's the, what's the He's answer? 95. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Oh, I yeah. thought I'd throw him in early. 95. Yeah, yeah. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? 21 out, Paul. Uh, so you move on to 34. And Charlie, 22 out. He's on to 27. Okay, fair enough. Okay. And uh, the fourth birthday this week is the climber Conrad Anker. Conrad Anker. And he comes from a family of fully qualified fussy football officials. I remember when one of them turned up to officiate in our game and the manager said, careful today lads, the referee's an anchor. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. 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 We are. Slightly fearful of him You used to love him DJing in Telford. Did he? Oh, yes, oh, he did. Oh, that's, yeah, that's the one for the completists. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to explain that to Charlie afterwards. I will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know who he is. It's the trouble. Charlie, what's his name? No, it's not Charlie, is Char- it? Not, uh, Conrad Anker. Conrad Anker. Yeah. C. Anker. I know his brother, Paul. Um, yes, what do you think? <laughs> 39. Wow. That's bold. Um, I, I, may, I um, fifty-eight. Mm, I think you might be. There. Oh, well done, Paul. You're back in the game. He's fifty-nine. Ooh. Very good, Paul. Very wow. good. Yeah. <laughs> to be a famous climber, to to warrant well, being in the birthday, child climber. I know, but like... To warrant being the birthdays, you have to be a bit older. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's too late right. now, Charlie. Oh, miles what? off. What's uh, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? 
Charlie is 20 out, moves on to 47. Sorry, Max. Uh, Paul, one out, moves on to 35. So, Paul with a 12-point lead after four births. What about that? What a Ooh, tournament. What a Can sweet. I build well, on that tournament? Who knows? Who knows? And here we go, just the last one before <clears throat> half-time, Andy. Okay, it's the art critic and writer. I think he wrote The Lives of Lucian Freud. Um... 1922 to 68 in 2019. Far too much information. Yes. William Fever, art critic and writer William Fever. Yes. And he's got an amazing house, William, with a large grounds that include a full-size square, cricket square. And to be fair, the surface is a bit iffy. I remember bowling Nick Hornby with one that kept a bit low. <laughs> Nick blamed the fever pitch. Yes. <laughs> not at all convoluted. There in the, end, didn't we? the book <laughs> you were talking about, 20, 1922 to 68, were not the years he wrote the book. They were the years that uh, no, Lucy 2019 he wrote the book. 2019. But it was about uh, yeah, that period. Freud from 22 Fever. to 68. Um, not a clue, Paul. William Fever. Um, it's me first, isn't it? 64. Mm, what do you think, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. We go a bit higher. I don't want to go one way or the other. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go, sorry, uh, 72. 72. He's getting quite emotional. 72. 72. So many goals. Tom Waits isn't in this week. He's 79. Oh, Charlie. Wow. He's clawed some back. So, Jeff, as we head into halftime, what are the scores? So, you're for 15 out on that, Paul. That takes you to 50 at the halfway mark. Seven out for Charlie. He's on to 54. So, Paul, you have a four-point lead at the halfway stage. Delicately poised. Mm. As we go into halftime, we'll return shortly for the second half just a reminder that Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent will be here with Drive uh, at four but yes rejoin us very shortly for the second half of today's birthday spread the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast I don't know how your half time was but Charlie showed me fairly unpleasant videos of people having splinters taken out of their feet (laughs) wow the tweezest on Instagram, Paul. God. They do ingrowing hairs and splinters. You're not a well man, Charlie, watching that. Kind I don't know of why stuff I like watching it. I like, I like watching it. What a strange fella. Anyway, we return to the birthday spread, um, and it's delicately poised. Fifty-four for Charlie. Fifty for me. Mean I'm four in front. Uh, Pele, I think, is going to rejoin us now. And uh, Charlie, oh, you will lead us off for birthday oh, six. Okay, Andy. Yes, it's the rock bassist from Muse, Chris Wollstonehome. Okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I went to see a Muse concert once. It was encore after encore. People thought it was never going to end until Chris said, some people have left the arena. They think it's all over. It is now. And here we are. Nice. And I was playing the Wollstonehome. The family. Muse, of course, from Tinmouth in Devonport. Oh, nice. So you you know him, do you? Don't know him, though. A lot younger than me. Rock okay. stars. Younger than you, you Yeah, know? I reckon. Okay. Quite a lot. I'm going to say 29. Really? I'd go a bit older than that. They've been around a while, Muse, haven't they? I'd say he's probably about 42. He's 43. Ooh, I'm wrong. <laughs> Not that yeah. much younger wrong. than me, then. No, no, no. So I've been, <laughs> been going for a while. I've been yeah, big for yeah, a long time. thrown out of Devon, that's it. Yes, that's it. Local boy. That'd be on the front of the old Timmouth yeah. Gazette, wouldn't it? Yeah. Local man <laughs> fails to guess age of uh, Muse bases. Oh, Other local man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that done to the scores? Oh, dear, um, miles out. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a surprise because Muse have been around 15, 20 years. Oh, but yeah, anyway, dear. Um, so fourteen out, Charlie. So you're on to sixty-eight. Mm. Brilliant guess from Paul. One out, so he's on fifty-one. Mm. 17, Seventeen in it. Four to go. Go. Here we go. Uh, I'm first for okay. this one. It's the violinist Victoria Malova. 
Victoria Malone. <laughs> and I was, resp- I was responsible. This oh, is yeah. for name together. first here. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, was re- I was responsible for putting together a music program for her, and it took me ages to decide what to put in it. I had so much to mull over. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> lovely stuff. I've got no idea, Charlie, of you. You could claw your way back into this. I'm like, who's hoping you go first for Victoria Malova? She could be anything. Do you know her? Might do. Oh, hi, hi. <laughs> My <little> poker face. <laughs> um, I'd say, I don't know. It's sad. Mm. She's sad. She, I think she's quite young. Are you going to do your thing where you just chuck out a load of numbers? And no, 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 no. I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, 40, I'm going to say, I'm going to be bold and say 48. Okay. I don't know who she is, but oh, I'm, okay. not, I'm not a clue. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean um, is she older? Is she I younger? I don't know. Victoria is quite a young name, I think. Okay, well, what about Queen Victoria? I <laughs> 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 thought that for you. What's her secret? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Forty. Wow. Oh, dear. She's, uh, oh, she's 62. Or something. Yeah, 62. Ah, 62. The door open for you there, Charlie. Oh, oh, yeah, it was. Me. What's happened there then, it's Jeff? Over. It's over. Paul, you it's were 14 over. out. So on to uh, 65. Uh, Charlie, 22 oh, out on that 80. one. Went the wrong way. So he moves oh, on to 90. 90. 90. 90 plays 65, Jeff. Oh, Yep. Oh, so you could have put those together. You could have had. They think it's Malova. It is now, couldn't yeah. you? With Chris well, Morton, I, I, mean, I think he's yeah. Yeah. Terrible. This is terrible yeah, terrible spreading. Yeah, okay. Terrible. Here we spreading. go. Then ninety sixty five. Right. Yeah. Charlie, you're first for this one. Yeah, it's the chairman of the Independent Press Standards Organisation from two thousand and fourteen to two thousand eighteen, Sir Alan Moses. Sir Alan <laughs> Moses, and uh, we were on a fact-finding trip to Cairo. When when we were leaving, we got held up at emigration, but Alan sorted it. You could say Moses led us out of the land of Egypt. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. You can just there, thing is, you can just pad it about here, Paul. <laughs> you think I'm just going to not have a little nerdle about? <laughs> Nothing is. So, yeah. Sir Alan Moses, what were his years, Andy? Um, 2018 to uh, 2014 to 2018 at the Press Standards Organisation. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, quite a sort of venerable mm. position, isn't it? Position of responsibility. Eighty, <laughs> not eighteen. Eighty. Eighty. Yeah, I, uh, uh, seventy-five. Seventy-six. Oh, oh dear! No, dear, just, dear. just chipping it's away, falling apart. Really Jeff, what's going on? No concentration. <laughs> um, Don't give up. Six- 66 plays 94 oh, with two to go. People are leaving. People are leaving. This is worse people than Everton. They've turned on Bill Kenwright. They've turned on the... They've turned on the... It's not his fault. <laughs> Okay. It's the, it's the mountaineer, Sir Graham Dingle. Oh, Sir Graham Dingle. And uh, Sir Graham is also one of Britain's leading campanologists. He always comes into his own at this time of the year. You must have heard of Dingle Bells. Yes, of course. Cool, uh, it's another, another mountaineer. I mean, he's a sir, so he's got to be yeah. a man. Of, he's got know. really good Wi-Fi. He has a Dingle Dongle. I'm sure, I'm sure he does. <laughs> could have been a lot worse. I've been concentrating on the jokes rather That's than the, the trouble. Sport. That's the trouble, got, Charlie. You've got, got comedian's head. It's kicked in. What are you on? 60? Big Wolves fan. 66 <laughs> plays 94. I'd say, I don't know, um, 72. What do you think, Charlie? This is a little way in for yeah, you. Yeah, it could be, isn't it? couldn't it? Uh, well, if you've got 72. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no, I don't know. I just it, don't know. I just don't know. Um, 88. 
76. Oh, it <laughs> no, means it's all fault, Paul. Go for it, Charlie. Go for it. <laughs> well, you've got to do something. <laughs> hit him. Hit him, Charlie. <laughs> They're doing one off of me and losing. There's no point hitting him, Charlie. <laughs> it's not worth it, Charlie. Right. <laughs> so one-sided. Yeah. What's happened oh, to the scores? It's embarrassing, isn't it? It's embarrassing. Well, it, it is pretty much game over now. It's 70 plays, 106. Um, so there's 36 in it, and there's no way that Paul's going to get the last one that oh, <laughs> well. badly wrong. No. Well, let's well, find out. You say let's that, Jeff. Out. Yeah, here we go, Andy. <laughs> what, 36 been... is the margin of error that Charlie has to make. 36, here we go. I don't know what's been worse, my gags or Charlie's performance, oh. but here's the final one of the day. It's Barry Gordy. Oh. Barry Gordy, the founder of well, Motown Records. Who that is. <laughs> well, I know. You're not supposed to know who the last one is. Well, we went on we we went oh. on a soft fruit soft fruit picking night with Unai Emery. Did you? It's a Betty Betty Goody Benny. Betty Betty Good Evening. Very yeah. good. Um, oh. Barry Gordy's got about 90, isn't he? 89. Well, um, well you, so you've got two choices. You, though, you, no, no, Charlie, you've got to be 36 <laughs> off. So let me just do a bit of rudimental maths. He's not 100. He's 89. What did you say? Okay. He's not 128. No, listen, or something. Charlie, you've got to go. Barry Gordy, is he 125? Is Barry Gordy 125? <laughs> or is he 53? Or is he 53? Very Gordy. Has he had a hard life? Spot, or is he in if good I get Nick? it spot on, I think I should win. No, that's not true. Uh, he is 92. He is, in fact, 92. Oh! <laughs> so, Brilliant. pretty if, good, if wasn't it? The, if, only good. Game, if only the game was played like that, but unfortunately, <laughs> that's not how it's played. Tried to so. bring in a new rule there. Tried to change the rule. <laughs> let's have uh, let's have the... Uh, I went all the 100 on it. Yeah, you did. You did the brand new version. This is my version of the game I played. What's the final score, Jeff? Well, a direct hit for Charlie right at the death. So, on, so he stays on 106. You were three out, Paul. You move on to 73. So there was 33 uh, in it in the end. Oh, Charlie's back-to-back -back wins come to oh, an end. And uh, it's now Paul 11, Charlie 5. Not even the birthday spread was the winner, to be honest. It was, no, it was, no. It was, it was really it was a, a game <laughs> devoid of... Especially, you could have got 125. That I, been to, I was pleased to get one, on, one right, on, right on target right at the yeah. end there. So it keeps me coming back for next, next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Charlie, we'll do it all again on Tuesday. Tuesday, Paul. And I'm back Saturday morning with Max yep. uh, for the game day warm-up. Indeed. Um, do hope you can join us tomorrow. Myself and Andy from uh, one o'clock. If not, the podcast will be available around four. We'll have some fresh clips of the week and all that. But uh, until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.